Hey friends, welcome to Wednesday's episode of Enough for Today. We're in Psalm 59 and we're picking it up today in verse 8. Welcome to Wednesday. I hope the midweek for you is encouraging. I hope you'll join us tonight for groups on site at Emmanuel or online. And I hope you'll participate in groups through the rest of the year. As we come into the fall season, we will do one more quarter. And it's a great plan. We're looking forward to it and to the growth that will happen. So Psalm 59 and verse 8, David is um, referring to enemies that are stalking him to kill him, sent by Saul. So he's a young man. He has been promised by God he's going to be king. So he has this, uh, there's a technical term for it, theocratic anointing. I don't like these kinds of terms because they just seem so uh, academic, okay? And the Bible is so much more than academic. What David had was the anointing, the predetermined promise of God on him that he would be the next king of Israel. And not only that, that eventually that culminates to the fact that God promised to bring the Messiah, the Savior, Jesus, out of the lineage of David, and that Jesus would be the king of Israel on the throne of David for all of eternity, the king of the world, the king of everything and everyone. So David's a pretty significant character, and these moments like this are more than they appear to be. This is not simply people that don't like David coming after him, that would be bad enough. But this is actually diabolical. There's a satanic spiritual warfare against the plan of God in David's life on planet Earth. This this is a, a, a satanic assault on God. This is the forces of evil against the force, God's heart of good, and Satan attempting to thwart the promise of God. And Saul has joined God's enemy, okay? Saul is playing the part of satanic opposition in the plan of God. He's an ungodly man. He's a godless man. I want you to have that context because as we come to so many psalms like this, that's the underlying narrative and story is that the gospel is under assault even before it comes to fruition, okay? The promise of God, the good news of salvation is under assault in the very acts of Saul against David trying to kill him because uh, this is God's plan. Now, that promise, that undergirding promise was David's confidence. This was his constant recurring source of renewal and remembrance. When circumstances would come against him, and he would try, uh, or they would try passionately and fervently to divert him, distract him, get him to do the wrong thing, trip him up, destroy him. What David would always come back to, not only in the presence of God, but by God's grace in his heart and spirit, was this promise. And he knew that God would come through. He didn't know how or when, but he just knew he would, okay? And that's what undergirds all of these psalms, are the promises of God come through in the circumstances, the diabolical warfare, the spiritual warfare of our lives. God's purposes will be triumphant. God's promises will stand in the end. And that's what David says in verse 8. He says, but thou, O Lord, shalt laugh at them. Now, that's not a trivial kind of laughter, but this is... 
David celebrating the fact that uh, the enemy that thinks they have the upper hand, that thinks they're in control, that thinks they're winning, that laughs and scorns and scoffs the name of God, the name of Jesus and his followers, God will flip the tables and he will be laughing at them. He will have the last laugh. David continues, thou shalt have all the heathen in derision. God will one day stand triumphant in all of his word, in all of his promises, in all of his gospel goodness to us, and you and I will stand with him in that triumph. So because of that, look at verse 9. Because of his strength, so not because of my strength, uh, not because of the strength of my enemies or the situation, not nothing horizontal here, because of his, this is a vertical reality, because of his strength, that this is a reference to God. And this is another place in the Psalms where uh, the directionality can be a little confusing because it sounds like he's talking maybe about another person. I will wait on thee, O God. David just switches switches uh, the, the tense or the sense. He's talking to us, his reader, about God's strength because of his strength. And then in the middle of the thought, he looks up and begins to talk to God. I will wait upon thee, for God is my defense. And then he talks to us again. So he's directionally, he's saying, he's that, though he's looking at your face and he's saying, because of his strength, I will wait upon thee. It's, it's a three-way conversation here between us, David, and God. He's speaking to his reader, and then he speaks to God. Isn't that cool? So because of his strength, will I wait upon thee? Wait upon thee. The word wait, we talked about it in uh, church on Sunday. The idea is to keep watch, to observe, to guard, uh, to rest secured, uh, to be aware, to cling to. This is an active state of faith and trust and dependence and anticipation. It is patient, but it is not passive. So this, this person that's waiting on God is engaging the presence and the active work of God while he's waiting for God to change the circumstances. And I shared a story Sunday. I won't take the time to share it, but a friend of mine recently said, if I've learned anything through a very difficult season of trial, he said, it is that when I do not know what to do, I will wait on God. And David is kind of in that place right here. He's running, he's fleeing, he's trying to stay safe and stay alive, but ultimately he knows it's God's strength that will keep him alive, okay? And so therefore he is waiting on God. He is resting, trusting, um, wholly dependent on God and patient for God's timing to resolve this situation in, in ways that only God can. And then he says, for God is my defense. I'm not gonna trust human measures I'm not going to trust my own agenda. God is my defense. So my friend, I don't know where today finds you, but I know this, you belong to a very strong God. And because of that strength and because of his promise that holds you, you can wait on him. So when you don't know what to do, wait, trust him. Hey, have a great Wednesday. Hope to see you tonight. If not, I'll see you tomorrow.